Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Views from the Sideline. I'm here, of course, as always, joined by Daniel, and we have Mitch on the podcast today. And uh, we'll be just discussing, it's going to be a shorter episode, just going to go over some of the trades and uh, what we've seen so far in the Summer League. So kind of getting right into the uh, last podcast, actually, right as we were wrapping up, a massive trade happened, and I'm really angry that we didn't get to do it live last time but at least we can talk about it today so basically Rudy Gobert uh three-time defensive player of the year plays for the Jazz was just traded to the Timberwolves uh, about two weeks ago now so he was traded for Malik Beasley Patrick Beverly Leandro Balmaro Walker Kessler who was the number 22nd pick in the 2022 draft Jared Vanderbilt uh, 2023 first round pick, 2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick, and 2029 first round pick. So five first round picks, uh, f- five players, um, although none of them too too crazy um, in, in their own right. Like no, there weren't any all stars on the on this side of the trade, but just a huge amount of capital, I guess I would say was traded for Gobert. Um, so he's obviously going to be teaming up with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. And the Timberwolves definitely made this move to push themselves past the sixth seed, which is what they were uh, this year. So Kai, any initial thoughts on this trade, I guess, from both sides? I mean, it was a blockbuster and a half, and it just makes me so excited to watch the combination of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, that's pretty much like a new kind of twin towers thing that they've got going on. And it's going to be fun to watch that block party. And um, Carl Anthony Towns is already a great kind of two-way player. And now they're adding in one of the best shot blockers, if not the best shot blocker in the entire league and pairing him with, you know, young Anthony Edwards. I mean, this is like you were saying, it's a bit of a win now move. This is, you know, they're ready to really light a fire under this team and bring something home. And it's going to be, it's, it's results now. And I'm excited to see it because like I said, I'm impatient and I want, I want to see it. Yeah. I'm, I was surprised. I mean, not because actually I, I was, I was just surprised with the fact that they thought about like the whole two center concept, because I thought Rudy Gobert would be going, to like a team where they like need need more forwards. I mean, I, I guess with the Timberwolves, they do need um, more big men, and they traded away at their entire starting lineup practically, except for the three guys duo, um, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. So yeah. now that I think about it, if they if they stay with the same roster for the rest of the summer and then into the into the season, they're not going to really have a bench. Like their bench is going to yeah. be bad. They're gonna have their starting line is probably gonna be like I mean Russell Edwards then probably like Jaden McDaniels then Cat and Gobert and then on the bench I don't even know anybody who's on the bench in Timberwolves but Gordon McLaughlin Nas yeah. I mean Torian Prince a lot of guys that you know we haven't heard a lot about like you were saying they got they completely gutted their team. And they lost Patrick Beverly or Patrick Beverly, but that's a whole other thing. Oh my god, I feel so bad for Patrick Beverly because remember when they won in that play-in game to send him to the playoffs, and he was like celebrating with the fans, like throwing his jersey to the yeah, crowd. That was funny. so passionate, and then they just <laughs> oh. chased him away like two months later. They just yeah. they did him dirty on that one, honestly. But here's my thing. 
Like, there's there's two things that are kind of interesting. First of all, if this fails for the Timberwolves, they are done to like the yeah, end of the decade. Exactly. They yeah. have no picks. They traded away like their next five years worth of picks over, over the course of seven years. Five of those years have been traded away. So they're going to have no picks um, for a while. That's one kind thing. Of, it's kind of like the um, the Rams in the NFL. They completely get rid of all their first first round picks. They trade it for proven talent because they're not exactly too high on taking chances on these guys. Granted, they had a great selection. They traded him away. Walker Kessler out of Auburn. I actually really liked him. He's very similar to Rudy Gobert. Actually, he blocks pretty much everything that comes in his path. The guy has condor arms, but <laughs> I mean, I was going to say like you're, it's, that's the perfect way of putting it. If they don't, if they don't get it done and they don't do what they set out to do with this trade, they're going to be in a bit of a hole. And it's, I would love to hear the, like a lot of the fans point of view from that. To wonder if they still have that same concern. Yeah. It, there, I mean, I can imagine there's so much controversy with this trade because, you know, there's some people who are going to think, Oh, two bigs, you know, they're going to have good defense. They're going to rebound well. And then you're going to have, you know, d and Edwards who can score. But then on the other hand, people are like, whoa, you just traded away. I mean, like, logically, you would trade away, like, a forward or a center for Gobert. And they did trade away Walker Kessler. But then they traded away Patrick Beverly, who was, like, playing really well um, at the end of the season and at the end of the playoffs. You had Malik Beasley, who's actually not playing bad. Then you trade away Jared Vanderbilt. So you technically, yeah, so you trade away a lot of your good players. So now they have to figure out how they can, like, get some role players or I don't know, because I don't know if they gave up too much to the point where they don't have much cap space anymore. Yeah. I don't know if we'll see if they give up too much. It really depends on how Rudy Gobert plays next year. But another thing that kind of came from this trade, like considering how much was given up for Rudy Gobert, if Kevin Durant gets traded, like what are teams going to have to give up for him? Because this is a huge package. And Kevin and Rudy Gobert is probably not even a top 10 player in the league. Like most people don't consider him a top 10 player. So when you're trading away Kevin Durant, who is easily top three when healthy, what is he like? You got to get like an two, like an all star, like a bunch of draft picks plus we're like, that's going to be an insane trade if it happens. Yeah. yeah I mean, you yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, if it already takes a full bench to go for, guy like Rudy Gobert, I was going to say, there are going to be some stars, stars in the mix. But almost, I feel like they traded too much for, for Rudy Gobert. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I I mean, I guess I've watched Gobert before. and I ha- But people have been, I mean, I've had people tell me that he was slumping towards the end of the year, and that's why the Jazz kind of failed and fell. But then, I mean, Patrick Beverly was playing at the top of the peak, uh, of his peak. I mean, you trade away two of your other starters. You traded away, you know, your draft pick. You trade away other draft picks. I mean, all for Rudy Gobert. Like, I mean, like, like you said, like he's not even top ten in the NBA. So I think for even for KD, like that would be just right for KD. I think it's too much for Gobert. If I'm being honest with you, as much as it's too much for Gobert, I think it still sets a precedent, and it's going to be teams are because yeah. it's going to be what they demand. They can still cite it as, you know, the minimum, regardless of whether or not it was actually fair compensation. Because yeah. think about the, the Timberwolves, like I just saw a Bleach report the other day, like Brooklyn and um, Minnesota were negotiating for Kevin Durant. 
and it's the Brooklyn Nets asked for Cat, Anthony Edwards, and four first round picks for Kevin Durant, and the Wolves declined. I mean, yeah, that's an obvious yeah. like. I would not take that trade. Trade away, get rid of both of my franchise centerpieces, two number one picks who are going to have like 10 years in the league probably for someone who's 33. And he's probably going to play like five more years. Exactly. Like, I think it's a little bit ridiculous to even like that is too high an asking price. Like, yeah, it's Kevin Durant, but like you can't have a team. You can't like give away your entire, like you cannot expect to give away your future until the end of the decade for one guy. And like, it's yeah. not like it's like he's like 26, he's 33. Yeah. So, I mean, just a crazy trade. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, well, yeah. when when is it going to happen? <laughs> when is what? Like, like, I'm, like, I heard reporters saying, like, this trade's going to go on for so long, but how long, like, is it going to go on? Like, like, when he makes his decision, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh. In my opinion, I don't even think he's going to get traded before the season. Um, I think they're probably going to. They're going to hope he plays, and then he's probably going to sit out, and then, like, they'll probably trade him by, like, February. And that's probably what's going to happen. By February. Mm. Yeah, trade that leg. It'll be, like, a last-minute thing. I, I think it's going to mm. be, like, like how Ben Simmons kind of did what he yeah. did last year. But I don't think – actually, yeah, this is kind of similar. Like, I mean, I guess, yeah, because they lose in the playoffs. But Katie, Katie didn't even play, like, horrible in that, in, the, in that series against Boston. I mean, he, he put okay. Yeah, I would just – I don't know. I don't think Katie's getting traded to, like, Phoenix by next week or something. Nothing crazy like that is going to happen. Um, that would be just yeah. too much. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that's kind of been going on in this offseason has been the Summer League. And I honestly think the Summer League this year has been very exciting in these first few games. Oh, yeah. um, the rookies, especially those top three, have had a lot of interesting things going on uh, with each of them. So, first off – we got to go to the number two pick, Chet Holmgren, who had an absolutely stunning debut. He dropped 23 points, very efficient from the field. I believe he shot like 50, over 55%, um, had a record six blocks uh, in, that, in that game, and they blew out the Utah Jazz. So any thoughts about his first performance? He's playing well. I mean, before, I mean, in our earlier podcast, we kind of mentioned that he's skinny. He needs to build muscle and stuff. He does, but he's he's actually looking pretty good out there. He had he had six blocks in the first game, and he and that was apparently the record for the summer league. And then he was saying that he's going to break it again because it wasn't that many blocks. But um, but no, I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, he everyone praised him. Like even Kevin Durant even tweeted out about him. But one game, just a little bit off talk about Chet, just if you don't mind. Like I watched just now, literally a couple hours ago, we had. The Magic versus the Kings. He had Keegan Murray versus Bonchera. So the um, the Magic were up by six with four seconds to go. The Kings make a three, make it a three-point game, steal the inbound. Keegan Murray fakes over Bonchera. Bonchera obviously falls for it. And then Keegan Murray makes the three to force overtime. Then the Magic miss a full-court shot. It goes in and out at the end of overtime. And then it, so now they made a new rule how in double overtime it's sudden death. So first point wins. Paul Bonchera had a, blocked a dunk, and everyone was saying how it's a foul, foul. They reviewed it for 15 minutes, overturned it so, so the Magic got the ball, and then Bonchera did, like, the best pass I've ever seen to, like, their center, and he, and he almost lost the ball and then put it in and, and made it. It was, like, crazy. It was one of the – like, everyone's saying it was, like, the highlight of the summer league. 
And it, I mean, although it's the summer league and it doesn't really matter that much, like it was just absolutely crazy. Like I was mind blown. Yeah, that is like sudden death is a sick concept, like for yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah, because I know they do it for other sports, like for football. You mean? I mean, I guess it, I guess for football, it's a little bit different. I really like it in football, though. I feel like it's weird. yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean, because it's so so much slower. Yeah. yeah, like basketball, it's just like doesn't it doesn't matter like who's better, who's worse. First bucket wins. They should do that in like the playoffs, like double overtime, and just like that would be that would be crazy. I was leading, oh. That would lead to some nail biters. That would be. I feel like that would be very, that would be pretty exciting. Although I don't think it would be met with the best. I don't know. I feel like it's almost a little too much for something like the playoffs. I don't know. I feel like it maybe, yeah, maybe not the playoffs like the season, but like I mean, you yeah. have you've had games where like in overtime, like the team like one team blows up the other team in overtime and wins. Like, what if like the other team scores the first bucket and like I don't know. What they could do, they could do it like the all-star game where you have like the target score, so you have to score like 25 points. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, that. they could do that. That'd be cool too. That yeah, they did cool. that in the star game as well. Yeah. At the at like that point limit. Yeah. I don't know. Just like interesting ideas. Um, thinking of new concepts. <laughs> like out of the three rookies, so Bunkero also played Jabari Smith in his debut. He had 17 points. He was like scoring step back threes pulling up from mid-range. He was scoring a lot outside of the uh, paint. He was also playing well in defense. He had a block. He had a nasty block on Jabari, um, was moving well, and they beat the Rockets. Uh, he basically Jabari didn't have too good of a game. So, like, out of the three rookies right now, who do you think is, like, the most superstar potential? Like, Holmgren, Bencaro, or Jabari? As comfortable as Chet Holmgren looked in his debut with those six blocks, that's pretty much exactly what he was um, – what we expected out of him out of college. I think uh, Bancaro, I like Bancaro's debut. He did pretty much everything across the floor. He looked about as dominant as he was in college. He also looked, you know, comfortable is I think the best, best term to put it. And, um, you know, I think it leaves a lot to be, there's a lot of room to grow out of that. And I think that's, um, that's kind of a scary thought to think that, you know, he could do a lot more than what he's just showing us in this small sample size. Yeah, like watching those few summer league games, like I think Bonchero stands out because like when I was watching, like, he really seemed like he was the leader. Like he was trying to draw up plays. Like, and that's something that like a number one pick should be able to do. And especially being on the Magic where the team has a lot of potential to be good because they're very young. Um, like they have Cole Anthony, they have Jalen Suggs, they have Paul Bonchero, and they have, yeah, they're just like super young. So like I think – even, although Bonchero is going to be a rookie, he can still I – and mean, there's, like, so much stuff for rookies in the NBA nowadays where they're, like, just to tag along or something. But, like, he can definitely be a leader in the NBA and on the summer league. And I think that if he does it, it can help him in his future years. If – I mean, I'm not – I don't know if he's going to stay with the Magic for his whole career or, like, or he's going to, like, get traded or something. But he could definitely – I think that's what teams could be looking for in him. There's, like, leadership, scoring. Like, he's, like, an, he's like an all-around player. So I think that's what he can do. I think personally, I think this is um, – I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that he's my current favorite priest like before the season starts for rookie of the year. I'm going to say that he's my current current favorite. And I think another outside of that top three, you were you mentioned earlier Keegan Murray. I think he I – mean, he dropped 26 points in his summer league debut, and I think he proved a lot of people wrong 
um, with that performance. And I think he's going to be another sneaky uh, thing. I initially said before during the draft that I wasn't exactly that high on him, but, and granted it's one performance still, but he's kind of growing up and um, I think he's going to fly under the radar a little. Yeah. And actually even to go with one pick, uh, down further, Jaden Ivey, your guy for the Pistons, he had a great de- debut too. He had 20 points, six assists, six rebounds. So it's like all the top five picks, except for maybe uh, Jabari Smith so far, have had like great games uh, in there so far. Yeah, and it's good practice because it's going to like really put them for them for the NBA at that level. And also like, if I'm being honest with you guys, this is like the first year where I'm actually following all the guys from the draft. Like I started, like I started doing so many things in basketball. I started watching college basketball. I started, you know, watching the draft now. And now like I know who to like watch out for. Like, like, like you guys just said, Bonchero, Jeff Hogan, even though Jabari Smith had one bad game, it's not like it's going to be, you know, if he has two, then maybe people are going to start wearing. But again, it's practice. He's getting used to it and so on. And then Keegan Murray had an outscore. He had a really good game. His first game, he had, he played really low today. So I, I can imagine he probably did as good as he did last time. And then Jane Ivey led the Pistons really well last night. So I think it's, yeah, the future's bright. And then also one guy I wanted to talk about briefly was the Heat, the rookie, Nikola, not Jokic, but Jovic. Um, yeah. I, I saw his stats. He had like 28 points or something in his, in his debut, and he played well. So, like, especially with the Heat, and there's so much criticism if they're going to get Kevin Durant or not, who are they going to trade for him? If they do happen to trade like a, if they do get Kevin Durant in the first place, and if they do trade like a center or a forward for him, then maybe a, like Nikola Jovic could have come in. And he's, yeah, he's playing amazing. Like he, I think he's going to be one of those underrated players in the league in the coming years. No, absolutely. I love to, I watched a little bit of his highlights and I'm, you know, I'm impressed. Yeah. That's all I can say. And by the way, one thing about uh, Jaden Ivey, he just rolled his ankle. He just hurt his ankle just now, about 20 minutes ago. In that game, he was shot a three, came down on the defender split, and he got helped into the locker room. So that's no fun. And then Shaden Sharp got injured, too. He's gonna he's out for the rest of the summer, like the Blazers rookie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Heat, going back to them a little bit, they kind of have hit pretty well in their draft picks, or I guess even their undrafted players um, – like like Tyler Hero, great pickup. Duncan Robinson was a good pickup from undrafted. Max Struess was also good, and then this uh, Nikola Jovic also seems to be shaping up. So they've done they've like done really well ever since Jimmy Butler came on. They've done well of like being in contention. While also oh, Bam Adebayo is also a good pick. They've done well. They've done a good job of being in contention, um, like number one seed in the East, while also still drafting new talent that's going to be useful exactly, yeah. in the future, which I think is actually like really underrated. Like you don't see, you usually don't see like the number one teams, um, in the getting, like, good picks. Being, like making good picks, like like Phoenix. Like I don't I don't know who they drafted on. I, I, <laughs> on my head, but I don't, I don't I think, think so. it was anybody crazy. Um, so I think the Heat, the Heat just have a phenomenal like scouting and development staff. I have to say. Yeah, and Max Truce. I mean, he's like, I mean, he was super underrated. Like I, I went to Miami um, for a vacation. I remember one, but it was like at the very beginning of the season, it was like fourth or fifth home game for the Heat. They played against the Pistons, um, and although it was a close game, Max Truce made every single three pointer that he shot. He was like 
clutch. They won by like six, but Max Struess had like 28 points. Jimmy Butler got injured that game. He got helped off the court, and Max Struess just came in, filled his role. And from that point on, I just knew that he was going to like be something. So I think if Miami does find a package for Kevin Durant, I think that like, I mean, I think it's going to be really tough to trade if, if they have to like trade a little like hero or I don't know, like Struess. Like I think you have to trade a little like Kyle Lowry maybe and like, I don't even know. I think PJ Tucker would have been great, but PJ Tucker was obviously a free agent, but I'm not really sure about Miami. But like I don't know. I mean, Mitch, we 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 didn't do the episode with you on Kevin Durant. Like, based on like what you've seen, who do you, who do you think? Where do you think Kevin Durant's gonna go? <laughs> yeah, it's tough to think about. <laughs> it is tough to think about because you have to go through, you know, those teams that really with front offices that you think would be willing to take that step and how like ones that are really risk takers, because it, what you're doing is you're taking a risk. And um, gosh, because you'd have to be, you have to look at a team that's probably deep enough to, or at least have multiple stars. I mean, hmm. that's what I'm going to have to think about in all, in all honesty, I would yeah. say, I can't really put a can't really put a number on it. I mean, I think Phoenix would be Phoenix would be a great place. I think that's one that we've talked about in the past and one that we've returned to. Um, and I think that you know packaging DeAndre Ayton would be, you know, probably would be crazy. at least they, would get it. If they got him but kept like Booker and Paul together and like no, but oh yeah, but no, but the Nets. Well, actually, I have no clue how this works. Like, the the Nets wanted Booker. Like, they want. They said they wanted Booker back, but Booker just signed an extension, a four year extension. Is it possible for him to get out of it? I don't think so. I don't think he has a no trade clause in there. He probably can get traded anyway. Hmm. Like, I know Bradley Beal has a no trade clause, so he yeah. he's. It's I, funny, Bradley. It's funny that Bradley Beal is staying in Washington. Like, he's twenty nine. Yeah. I would be he's, out of there. He, yeah, he's very loyal. I mean the, the yeah he's I mean it, I mean he's definitely the Wizards are definitely yeah I don't even be contending I, next year. I mean they have Porzingis who could step up. They have like yeah I mean, yeah I don't even know who they have, but like I mean I know where KD's going though. He's going to Toronto. He's not going to number one in the country. He's going. He's going to the other country, Canada. The Raptors beat the Sixers. Got revenge. One by twenty. We were down by 14, came back. Um, <laughs> but you, Banton, you could beat him in the actual playoffs. Banton had 20, Banton had 21 points. Kevin Durant's going to go to the Raptors. We're going to trade Siakam and Anobi, two first-round picks. Our starting lineup is going to be Van Vliet, Trent, Scotty Barnes, Kevin Durant, Preston Zachoa. We're going to have Otto Porter Jr. and Chris Boucher coming off the bench. That's going to be dangerous. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe maybe he'll stay with the Nets, Akers. Maybe maybe you won't be sad after all. I'll believe it when there's a Woj bomb. <laughs> yeah. No, the maybe Woj there was... bomb is gonna it's gonna come out of nowhere. <laughs> I, it's I watch it be like it's gonna be like a sat like a Friday morning. Just like you're just gonna get the tweet like Kevin Durant has been traded to the Orlando Magic for like power arrows. <laughs> it's gonna be like something. <laughs> oh, Bogero. It's gonna be something completely out of left field, and it's Kevin Durant gets traded to the Pelicans for Zion and Brandon. Ingram. Oh, that would be. Imagine he went to the Pelicans. I didn't even think about that. Imagine he went to the Grizzlies. 
for Jaron Jackson, like, um, like Desmond like, Bain, and yeah, and get go his job. They're the rivals with the Warriors. Phoenix is like <laughs> crying, and then like, I don't know. I th- I mean, both conferences are going to be super. Comp- I think the East will be more competitive this year because you already have those good teams like the Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, Raptors. Um, the Magic are getting are young, but getting better. The Pistons are getting better. The Heat are good. Then maybe KD, maybe KD's going to go somewhere in the East. I mean, at this point, it's just like, I mean, I already said this, but whoever has the best deal for Kevin Durant, that's where he's going to go. And, I mean, I saw a source on Instagram that said it. I don't remember. Maybe it was Bleacher Report, but I think it was like a reliable source where he said, like, Kevin Durant, like, doesn't want to go to, to go to a team that doesn't have like one or two like all stars or something like that, which may be con- I don't know. I don't know. I actually kind of talking about those teams in the East, the Sixers. James Harden actually did something which I, I gained a lot of respect for. He took a fifteen million dollar pay cut, so instead of being paid about forty seven million, he's only going to be taking only taking thirty two million. Only thirty two million. Only yeah, thirty two million. Only. But I think only. it's I think it's a respectable move still because he could have opted into almost fifty million dollar deal and now he's going about twenty million less, which is yeah. But they're not going to win. Yeah, but, but now they have like room to like sign like a three and yeah. player to. But that that's that that that's what Andrew and Wojnarowski said. He said that um, that James Harden took away the fifteen million dollar pay cut because of the, uh, they want to make a championship run, and who they're going to trade. I mean, Kevin Durant is not worth fifteen million dollars, so they're really, yeah, Kevin Durant is not going to Sixers. Like now that yeah. James Harden's done this, I think that's kind of confirmed. But I just think it was a very nice move from James Harden. Um, veteran move. It's a veteran leader move. Exactly. And I, th- I think he's kind of realized that, hey, his time for a championship, this championship window is kind of closing. So he needs to really do all that he can right now. And I think that if they can get someone, um, obviously Danny Green's injured, like they could get like a Mikhail Bridges type player um, to their roster to, to, to strengthen their bench. And their defense, I think that they could be definitely they could be scary next year, like probably number one seed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's possible. Like with the whole Kevin Durant trade, like couldn't it be like a three team trade or something? Yeah, you could probably do that. I mean, that's what I saw. I saw, I saw a funny source where they said like Kevin Durant goes to like I don't remember which team, but he goes to some team, and then Ben Simmons goes to like the Jazz. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, Donovan, I, Donovan Mitchell was like he, he asked the Jazz front office like what are what are you guys doing? Really? <laughs> he was just like, what is going on? So I, I wonder what's gonna happen to him. He might be gone too. I mean, I don't think that the Heat are gonna put Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Durant in Miami. They that, that, yeah, exactly. So I don't think so. But I mean, I think he's gonna probably go. He might go to he's not gonna go to the Knicks, but like he's gonna yeah, probably every, go. everyone's saying he's gonna go to the Knicks. I don't understand why, because he's not going to. Yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks just got Brunson. I don't think they have any more space for like anybody else. But I don't think the Knicks are gonna I think the Knicks are like they're not in rebuild mode. I'm not gonna say that, but like the Knicks are definitely in like a stage where like they're they might make they're gonna they might make the playoffs. They they I mean 50-50 on the point. They're basically they're in they're mediocre. Like they that's mediocre. A, yeah. Sorry. That's, 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 a good, medi- that's a good word. Yeah. If that's I a good had to word describe them like that's where they've been for like, for like 10 years. It's kind of funny. Yeah. 
Like they've never, they've never been crazy good. They've never been, I mean, they've been really bad in a few years, but like, <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they okay. just can't seem to get like a top, like they can't be like the third seed. But again, like many other teams, Knicks are really young. I mean, not really, but they're young. Like, I mean, other than Julius Randle, like they have Mitchell Robinson, they have RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson. I mean, all these guys got have been drafted in like the past like five years. Well, On this year, though. I mean, their first pick was 42 this year, and they drafted Trevor, like a center, Trevor Keels, out of no. Um, no, okay. uh, Duke, <laughs> I believe. But still, I mean, to wait until 42 to get, you know, someone that might not necessarily be an impact player immediately, I mean, they don't necessarily need it, considering they just signed, like, Mitchell Robinson at the center position. But I was going to say, they haven't exactly added anything this year. They traded away few more picks i think as well in the jalen duran trade so i mean yeah they bolstered their lineup this year but you know i mean i guess they're not really looking to round out that lineup yet just yet what do you guys think about the hornets i'm just curious because they drafted uh, also a center from duke uh mark well, yeah mark williams i think yeah um yeah so everyone's like I mean, I live here, so like, and Charlotte's so like, everyone's like saying, "Oh, Lamelo and Mark Williams are gonna be the new duo in the NBA." I'm like, I don't know because because Miles Bridges is Miles. The whole Miles Bridges situation is kind of he's gone. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. No, I was gonna say he's not, at least not for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can even sign him, and like, it just like you can't. He's he's he should be gone. Yeah. So I think I mean that. It is a very – he had a great season last year, so that is a loss for the Hornets, but um, I don't know. I think, I think they'll be fine. They'll probably be somewhere – they'll probably be slightly better than they were last year. I think LaMelo is just going to keep taking steps forward. And they're probably going to do a good job in, in rounding out the roster. I mean, drafting a center was we, – we all talked about during the season, like how they should trade for Miles Turner or a center to bolster their lineup, and they drafted one. So that was good on them. They kind of addressed their needs. I remember I mean, how they could have Montrezl Harrell if they wanted to. Yeah, they could. Because he's I mean, he's a little because... Go ahead. <laughs> he's a little bit undersized. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now they added a seven footer in Mark Williams. So yeah, I, I remember last good. season. I remember last season. I like we were, we had like a podcast like right before the season started, and I was saying how Mason Plumlee is going to make like a big impact on the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> and it, it was like back when we had our Instagram live, and, and then Mason Plumlee like averaged like like but like three point like four points per game or something like that, and I and I and I'm a, and I live in Charlotte, so I went to like a, like six or seven Hornets games, and he just played so bad in all of them. Like he couldn't rebound. He couldn't rebound the ball. So actually, I think they drafted kind of smart. I think they have to like wave like Mason Plumlee, like trade him or something for like a draft pick or something because he's just awful. <laughs> I, I don't thinking about him. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe I said that he's going to make a big impact for the Hornets like <laughs> right before that season. Dwight Howard is an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> yeah, maybe thirty-seven. Bring back <laughs> thirty-seven. What about the Lakers? The Lakers are now like I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, it would be it would be perfect on the Lakers. Yeah, I mean he could go back to the Lakers. Like Dwight Howard, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. 
I think that the Lakers, like with Scottie Pippen's son and then Shaq's son, I think that'd be kind of cool if they actually went go to the, like the roster. I mean, I think with Kyrie Irving, it's just. I mean, for me, I'm just confused about where Kyrie's gonna. Like, I mean, I, I think I know where he's gonna go. He's probably gonna go to the Lakers, but like trade like Russell Westbrook. I don't think the Nets are gonna like trade just Russell Westbrook for Kyrie. I think they're gonna have to trade like more than that. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if it's gonna happen. Honestly, at this point. I already forgot Russell Westbrook exists. I think the Lakers roster is probably <laughs> going to be the same. I think Scotty Pippen will probably make it. I don't think Sharif is going to make it. And yeah. I think they're going to be like a, a fifth seed at best. Depending fifth. On how fifth? Yeah. Huh. Oh, it's fifth. LeBron. LeBron will make it. Bro, it's, Le- oh, it's LeBron. Did you see what happened last year? <laughs> yeah, but Anthony Davis. No, I think Anthony Davis still. Well, yeah, he, he was injured. Imagine, like, Anthony Davis, like, carries his Achilles or something in the first game of the season. Yeah, that'll be, I mean. I can't, I can't even. No, you're going to jinx them. Like, just don't I'm, even so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, like, injuries, like, I, mean, I think at this point, like, we're already guaranteeing, like, a star player gets injured when the season starts because it happens every year. Like, you had Anthony Davis injured all last season. Kevin Durant's just, like, known for getting injured. Like there's his like middle name, like Kevin Durant, Kevin getting injured Durant. And then like I mean <laughs> you have like Irving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Really know. I mean it's everyone's getting back. injured. Is huh? Kawhi back next year? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he gets injured again. <laughs> no, I no, hope I really I'm like I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean I love him because he gave us a, a ring, but then he betrayed us for no reason. Like so that's okay. But um yeah, I think he actually might be coming back. Um, it said kind of- it said they wrote an article in April 20, 2022 that, okay, it says like 12 to 15 months. He got injured, what, April of 2021? J- uh, June, yeah. June, oh, it's already been about a year. It's already been my bad. Yeah, so, you, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think it's possible. I mean, John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, depending on how John Wall does, I think Paul George is going to be good. So then you have Norman Powell, who's a complete beat. Like he's dangerous. Um, Reggie Jackson. Zubak. Yeah, exactly. And, Zub- and Zubak's young, too. Um, yeah, they, they have a good chance to be pretty good if Kawhi's. Yeah. Kawhi wouldn't have got injured if he wouldn't have left us. Yeah. I, still reg- I still regret that. Yeah. Like, we won a ring. We would have won, like, two more or something like that. Yeah, he kind of made the wrong decision there. And also, I feel like Paul George, bro, I forgot about Paul George. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> we forgot about a lot of players. Nah, like, like, Paul George specifically, considering how good he was, like, I just completely forgot about him ever since he's been on the Clippers. Like, I don't It's just, like, weird. I mean, how often yeah. is he court? Was he on the court? No, yeah, he, he, was, he was – I mean, he was injured, but then he came back. He was injured this season, but the other two seasons he was he was healthy. But it's just like I mean, they, they made the Western Conference Finals. They almost made the finals. Yeah, I think everyone's going to forget about that. True. Yeah, I don't know, but I would say the Clippers era is a failure as of right now. Like they haven't <laughs> they haven't really done anything to show for it. They they haven't even made a finals. Um, I mean, they they choked a three. So so far, their resume with Kawhi and Paul George, they choked a three one lead, and then the next year, actually, I mean, even losing to the Suns, like. I mean, it was an injury with Kawhi. I think with Kawhi, they would have had a better chance of beating Phoenix because Kawhi had the experience of winning two titles, making, you know, probably, I mean, I, I don't remember exactly how, like, the Spurs did when he was there, but, like, making, like, the conference finals, second round consecutive. So, like, he had the experience. And I think it's going to really, hopefully, if he comes back next year, it's going to help him because, you know, 
yeah, I think the experience is going to help. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, good podcast, guys. NBA offseason as usual, you know, continuing on. We'll see how the summer league goes. I think we'll definitely probably do an episode towards the end of the summer league to, like, recap how those guys are doing. And, uh, yeah, just make sure to like, subscribe, and we'll be putting more content out throughout the summer. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Go Raptors. Peace.